Hello and welcome back to Green Visor, guys. We'd like to give a special welcome today to the crypto market that has made a uh, a, a new. Uh, it's it's come back to us. It's come the back. new appearance. The yeah, new appearance. It's nice. It's the comeback so, story. Comeback exactly. season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, there's gonna be a thirty for thirty on it in, uh, in the next <laughs> few months. Yeah. Of course, the, the, Green Visor the guys season. is a podcast where we don't know what we are talking about, and we think the market and everyone in it really has no clue either. Austin, let's get a market update. What do you have? Well, first of all, before we even get in the market update, freaking Save Droid. I don't know. Did you hear about that? The, the save droid with uh, the guy going Liam Neeson on some guy's ass? I loved it. Let's, what's the background? So, so here we go. So save droid, it's just another cryptocurrency, right? You're like, oh, just, you know, another, another random one. It was in Germany. Uh, basically, it was an ICO. So the initial coin offering, it's kind of like a stock offering, but it's for coins. So basically, you're just buying a coin. Uh, and usually, I don't want to say usually, but... There, a lot of them are scams. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, like ICOs, those are the things that are causing the most issues in the cryptocurrency world where governments are like, wow, my citizens are just giving random people fucking money and uh, they're, not, they're never giving, getting it back. So that's basically what happened here. So it was in Germany, uh, SaveDroid had this whole thing and this ICO and they had a white paper and all this stuff. They raised $50 million, and then after the ICO, they wiped their website, they uh, vacated their offices, and uh, basically all they did was put a South Park meme. I don't know if you guys have seen this. It's like the banker, and he's like, and it's gone. Like, you're, you, oh, we have uh, $5 here. We're going to move it over here. We're going we're gonna to invest it in the plot, and it's gone. Like, and so basically just trolling all the people. And then he tweeted a picture of himself like a freaking idiot and he's like oh thanks thanks everyone over and out and he like has a picture of him in an airport and then on a beach with a beer and that's it well first of all if you see this picture the whole thing is uh he gets he ends up getting found right on a beach in egypt with uh by a a local maybe not local i don't know where the guy was from but a journalist finds the guy because of the stupid beer he had in his hand. It's a terrible beer. Which is only from a specific place. And also the background of the beach is a very, if you, I mean, I don't, I've never been to wherever he was in Egypt. Egypt, but yeah. If you are from there, you would definitely know the background. So here's the thing. This guy has got to catch a sentence. He has yep. to. This is an incredible fraud. This is what we hate about what happens in crypto. It's what delegitimizes the industry as a whole. And it's, it's, he's also a stupid criminal, which are my least favorite type. I oh, really, I love them. They're really, my favorite. That's oh, how you get I on cops. I hate stupid criminals. I hate They're going to put them on cops, crypto edition. They should have that. No, there's no sport to it. There's I know. There's no sport when the guy just puts a picture of himself on a beach in Egypt, and 10 minutes later, the Egyptian police probably pick him up. I mean, it's unbelievable. He's a dummy. It's just the worst part of, of but the what thing is, is a growing industry that we love. But the thing is, is as ridiculous as it is, his thing was he was like, oh, I, I was kidding. He was like, I was joking. He was like, I'm trying to teach people a lesson. What, what do you think that about that? Mean? Because the lesson ended up with you having $50 million and and no one else. Yeah, like, so basically, I think he was, he was just trying to, like, be like, oh, ICOs are dangerous, like, this can happen. But the thing is, is, dude, you wiped your website. You moved out of your office. You are so full of shit. But I think this guy just, like, gets his rocks off, you know, like, trying to, trying to have people hate him, honestly. Like, that's the only yeah. reason why you could post a picture of yourself after you just stole $50 million. Like, you just why. have to, like, be into that. That's where I get the stupid criminal. I mean, you have enough money now in cash, ostensibly, to never work again. What he did is horrible. And the real lesson, I think, is probably going to be that if you are an ICO that does this, you're going to go to prison. Because if he doesn't go to prison, I mean, he has to, right? There's no... There's I don't no know, man. Isn't criminal fraud? And all no of a way. sudden, we're we're just saying, just kidding. I mean, it's like a little yeah, a little kid on a schoolyard. He was like, yeah. 
He's like, oh, your, your mom's fat. And then you like, the other guy tells the teacher, and then you're like, oh, no, 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 I was just kidding. You're like, no, that's yeah. not an excuse. You can't do that. That's not how that works. Yeah. So we'll see, see what happens. Here's the difference, though, for that one. It wasn't $50 million. No, <laughs> like, that's no. That's bad, but this guy's got to go to prison, and he's going to have to pay so. restitution. And well, F that things, guy. So. Hey, guy, um, guy who did that, F you. Very okay, so, crypto. Very, very crypto. crypto. All right, here is the market update. Uh, the market cap is sitting at $381 billion, baby. Let's go. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's almost at that 400 mark, guys, which is so ridiculous. But we're almost like halfway back to where we were. And then not to be negative, but like <laughs> we're getting there, right? I, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. The market's doing great. Uh, it's actually everything is red right now. And I think this is really interesting compared to like uh, the psychology of trading, whereas mm-hmm. like stocks, they're not traded 24 hours a day. So it's basically when you read a stock chart or you, you look up stocks, it tells you how it's doing on the day. So it might be like, oh, it was, you know, from the morning, it's up 1% or it's down 2% or whatever. But with crypto, it's based on the the time 24 hours before. Mm -hmm. So if there's a major pump and then the pump settles down, kind of like it is right now, my whole whole portfolio is red, but we're still chilling. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's exactly right. And I think, look, the sentiment is just really strong. I am having fun with this market. I think my general indicator, which tells you how expert we are as, uh, as, as financial analysts, one of the indicators I actually kind of look to is just the sentiments on Reddit. If the majority of posts, or even more than that, if all the posts are, hey, we're gonna, this is going to grow, that type of thing, we're going we're gonna to keep going, it's going to go up, it feels, and I say feels, that I, I pick that word because I'm completely aware of how little it means, but it feels like that, that does move the, the needle and the needle moves after those type of sentiments. So I think the sentiment's strong. Yeah, Hopefully that bullish we push market. back into the 400 and, uh, and keep going. Uh, yeah. But it's been fun this week. It's been really fun to watch and kind of get back into it, have like the little kid feelings of uh, Christmas morning every time yeah. I wake up. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I, I like where the market's at. I, I think it's, it's steady growth, um, which is awesome. It's not, I mean... I, everyone really, except for Ripple, Ripple just exploded, but yeah. um, Ripple well, almost doubled. After it, our little conversation, God. I don't understand that at all. Guys, no idea so we took our own advice, and we're, we bought Verge after the last podcast, just like we said we were going to, and uh, I'm missing out on this bull run because Verge is just sitting sitting pretty, so uh, we might have to do something about that. I'm, I'm thinking about you know just taking, taking the L. And uh, and moving it back into some smarter stuff. I mean, the, it must mean the the Pornhub uh, connection must mean something long term, right? I mean, it's just such a big. Apparently website, not. That's uh, yeah. Apparently not. I mean, that's neither here nor that's there. That's what we're saying. Nobody in the market. Don't listen to us. We don't know what we're doing. Yeah. So once again, guys, uh, this isn't trading advice. We're not telling you to buy or sell or do whatever we're just here to kind of kick the can around yeah. you know chew, chew the fat just kind of hang out and <laughs> look at how ridiculous this is yeah all right so uh we had a request from one of our awesome listeners uh to break down one of the top 10 coins uh and that's going to be a segment that we're going to be doing uh you know went to podcast we're just going to do it for like five weeks and um you know so we're going to start with the, the big papa Big poppy over here, Bitcoin. Andrew, what do you what do you know about Bitcoin? Sure. What do I know about Bitcoin? Well, I'll say this. I think everyone's first resource for pretty much anything in life should be Wikipedia. It's Why? Very, yeah, yeah. Are you Wikipedia big are you Wikipedia in Bitcoin right now? That's absolutely true. I've actually also said um, one of my life goals is to mainstream Wikipedia as an academic resource because the reality no. is that I don't really give a shit who you are. 
you kind of go to Wikipedia and then connect it up with other research you've done. You know what I mean? You kind of just yeah. I mean, you you write you write your essay or whatever from Wikipedia, and then you're like scouring the web because no professor is ever gonna actually look at your sources, right? Also, this is not advice if you're in school. Don't listen to us. Yeah, We're no, your bad I students. Don't, yeah, don't do that. But I, but I, really, I had a professor who accepted Wikipedia as a source, and I mean, I think it. I didn't actually cite it, but just the idea that going to this source that is you know, crowdfunded and people funded. There might be some issues um, in terms of factual nature, but it, for, for the most part, Wikipedia is pretty good. Um, okay, yeah. do you want to go... Do you, do you want me to give you the background? Or do you want to give Yeah, give me, give me just like all, all, all hits and price point stuff. Just give me the background. The background, okay. So it's the fir Bitcoin's the first digital, uh, digital currency um, that's decentralized. And essentially that means there's no central bank. It's, it's a peer-to-peer, -peer, so people um, take, take account for the transactions directly, and there's no intermediary. So you're not trading between, like, example would be the U.S. dollar. If you trade between the dollar and another currency, um, you're trading or you trade between two currencies, you have to go through the dollar as the international exchange currency, uh, and it's also essentially backed by the U.S. government and the U.S. Uh, central bank, the Fed. And that's not, that's, Bitcoin's the opposite. Bitcoin is in and of itself a digital currency. It was started by, uh, a, till, even till now, unnamed or unknown person called Satoshi Nakamoto. Who, Satoshi! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. My yeah, boy. Anyways, you know, if you don't know about this, go read about it. It's fascinating. There's like a global hunt for who this guy might be. People think it's... At one point, John McAfee said he was him. So yeah, just so you know. See, but exactly, <laughs> yeah, that's it's, so true. Uh, God, that guy's such a bum. John um, McAfee, you're a bum. There's, there's ideas that it's a computer engineer in California, that it's a researcher in Australia, that it's someone in Japan that the person is dead, the person's alive, the person might be one of the richest people on earth. All of these just really kind of interesting um, um, things. And I think, let's see, do we want, do we want history or do we want to just go... No, let me, let me just bump into the price because yeah, here's okay, something crazy. So January like 2009-ish is when it really started to, to make an appearance uh, and there was no exchanges, no market. It was just the blockchain, blockchain technology. And uh, basically, that was it for, for a couple years. And then March 2010, uh, BitcoinMarket.com was founded. And uh, so that starts going. Like now, it's, now people can buy Bitcoin. And uh, let, me, let me just... So that's March 2010. Let me just give you a perspective. In March 2010... Uh... One Bitcoin cost 0 .003 cents. You could buy one Bitcoin for significantly less than a penny. Uh, and then in May 2010, it got up to basically about uh, less than one cent. So it was still like underneath one penny. And uh, this guy, Lazio, Lazio hit me up, buddy, um, because... He, I, I want to really hear how he's feeling after this. The first real-world transaction was buying two pizzas in Jacksonville, Florida, and the two pizzas cost him 10,000 Bitcoins. That, okay. Fuck. I'd you like fucked up, RIP, dude. RIP because he's definitely jumped off a cliff. Oh, 10,000 Bitcoins. Now, who would have looked at it in eight years? Although I will say this, for a guy who had 10,000 Bitcoins and was the first to use them in a transaction, maybe he would have been the type of person to see the potential in the future, but that's $90 million. Okay, also, right shout out to that pizza place. Like, where the hell are your Bitcoins? Yeah, I don't, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, exactly are you done? Are you done with, do you oh, retire from pizza gosh. at that point? Like, oh, what do you yeah. do? Well, so, who took Bitcoin for pizza? We don't even do that now. True. But, okay, so July, though, so this is in May. July, the price grew 900%. So this guy's already, like, shitting himself two months later. Like, he already knew that he fucked up. <sighs> Terrible. It's just... Terrible. Uh, but there's got to be so many stories like that of people who had 
enough vision to see that this could be something very useful in the future and then used it like it's supposed yeah. to be used. And because they used it yeah. like it's supposed to be used, they lost a true fortune. Yep. A yep. fortune in, in dollars. Oh, yep. my gosh. Good so, Lord. So rest in peace to that guy. Uh, basically, 2011, the first yeah, bull run, it bumped up to $31. So it went from a dollar to $31. So I'm sure people were, were it was on some people's radars at that point. Uh, it crashed back down to two dollars. So everyone who's freaking the hell out about the crash, like it's normal, it's happened before. Uh, goes it goes from thirteen in one year, actually in six months, it goes from thirteen dollars to two hundred and sixty six. So just crazy. It has always been volatile. It's always been crazy. Um, you know this stuff keeps happening. It keeps rising and keeps crashing. Uh, 2013, 2014, 2015, 2015 it's like 300 bucks on the crash, bumps up to, to 504, uh, and then really 2016, 2017 is really obviously when, when most of us started getting involved, and uh, you know, May 2017, Bitcoin still costs $2,000, guys. So as we're, as we're freaking out, we are not even a year ago. It's a really good point. Bitcoin was two thousand dollars. It really is got to keep that perspective, huh? So, guys, Bitcoin. I I think personally, um, you know, Bitcoin is a great investment. I don't hold any Bitcoin. I know Andrew does, uh, but guys, I I think it's the it's the intermediary. It's the U.S. dollar to cryptocurrency. Yeah. Let me let me also say this. I think. I did a just a shockingly bad job of explaining what Bitcoin is. Um, do do we want to go deeper into that, or do we want to stick to price? Is it? I, you know, actually, let's let's be let's be honest. People, go go read about it. Go read the Investopedia. It's worth ten minutes of your time, and I could read through it and explain it. I think somewhat well, but um, yeah. go read it yourself and ask your own. Go read it yourself. Yeah. Do your own research. Sorry. It's a thing. Uh, the it, idea it, that it was two thousand what last May you said last May. Yeah, that's a really that's really big. That's a really interesting um, thing to be aware of. Because yeah, now I I, I to, hate saying this. Yeah, it gets to seven thousand, and we're like, what the hell is happening? Why is it dropping? Yeah, exactly. What's craziness? Yeah. And and I have to say, guys, I turned down Bitcoin. I had the cash. I thought it was a good idea. I was talking to my brother-in-law, and we were like. Uh. This is, you know, this is, and this is like last, last year. year. Right. It was last year because I was like, I was like, oh man, like I should get into Bitcoin. And everyone, my, you know, my brother-in-law was like, no, it's not a good idea. It's not backed by anything. Um, you know, it's fake. We like watched this documentary on Bitcoin on Netflix as a family. And uh, it ended up to just this major argument. But I was, I was bullish. I was like, man, it's such a high risk, high reward. I should just do it. And and I never pulled the trigger. I was gonna buy two of them, um, and what and is, never did. So don't do be that guy. Lazio thinks right now. Dude, Lazio, Lazio, I, I think has probably changed his name and is uh is you know living Wait. in some hole somewhere. Okay, let me say one thing though. Right, think about this. That's at that time that was thirty dollars. His ten thousand. So if he was heavy enough that he really believed in it, maybe he had. Maybe he had a thousand dollars worth, and he's actually killing John it. John Mac John McAfee. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> also, maybe oh, the story's actually happy. Maybe he's worth like four hundred million. Yeah, oh, true. Well, good on you, buddy. That's good. Ozio, hit me up if you can that. confirm. That would be awesome. Very good. Very good. All right. Okay. Cool. Well, that's our breakdown uh, of the top crypto. It's sitting at uh, eight seventy nine. Hmm. Mm-hmm. $8,790. So, uh, guys, let's hit that nine. Let's hit that nine. I think that's what's, what's holding us back. Let's hit that nine and let's keep going. Cool. This week. This yeah, week. it's a good week. All right, well, so right now we're going to have a, a quick break and a word from our sponsors. Today, Green Visor Guys podcast is brought to you by Green Visor Guys. Yep, it's us. Plot it's twist. Us. We're we're bringing it to you today because no one um, 
wants to sponsor us. us yeah. That's not true. We have some people who are we're we're talking to some people, we have some but just people the, that we're talking to. This is true. We do, we do. But yeah. I will say, okay, we are when we do get sponsored, we just want you guys to know we're gonna be super honest with you. We're gonna be super transparent. Uh we're not shilling any coins. Like we said, we're not trying to tell you to buy anything. Uh so just so you guys know, yep, we need someone to to, to keep the lights on and uh if that's you hit us up. But uh, yeah, no, we're 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 sponsoring ourselves today. It's uh, it's a really good company. You should really uh, mm-hmm. follow on Instagram. Hit up that uh, hit up that Twitter. Make sure you subscribe, like, and comment. Yes. Good. Good. Well, good. Thank you, Green Visor guys. We're we're really appreciative for you. All right, let's get into the news. Major news stories of the week. Uh, we have Amazon, baby, the, the, the white whale, if you will, of, of companies. This is like the dream. If it, any rumor on, online starts with Amazon, they're like, Amazon's going to adopt, you know, freaking Dogecoin, and that's what they're going to use. And you're like, God, uh, okay. And then everyone buys Dogecoin because they yeah. think Amazon. Amazon is the white whale. Would you agree with that? Okay, I definitely agree with that. What's always been interesting to me how on earth do they, they've never taken a profit. So, Accurate. Which, I mean, now let's be honest, Amazon clearly providing a service that at this point in my life, being someone who decidedly has no interest in going outside with the humans, um, <laughs> they, they play a role that is indispensable. You can now have Amazon come into your house. Like, they're basically family. You can get a special lock. Are they doing drones yet? They're doing drones now, right? They're they're, They're testing drones, but they have a special lock you can put on your door where the Amazon delivery guy knows the code, and he, like, comes into your house, and you probably have to leave, like, milk and cookies for him and he'll drop off your Amazon. It's cool. So big company, right? Big, big, huge company. Um, And if you guys don't know the background on Amazon, uh, they basically, I read a, a... pretty extensive biography of Jeff Bezos recently and uh, the Amazon company. And they, they weren't profitable for a long time. They want to, they've never been profitable. They, they, you know, they keep reinvesting into the company, which is awesome. Um, you know, they've done books and then they expanded to toys and they did all this stuff. Uh, but the, the main moneymaker, the cash cow for them is their AWS service. And what that is, is basically it, it provides server space for businesses. Uh, and so if you're a technology company and, and you run a, we- a big website or whatever, most likely you go through Amazon AWS service, which is really, really interesting. They make a shit ton of money that way. And they actually are, are putting into a, a blockchain technology into, into uh, work. They, they are deploying a blockchain template. Uh, through the Ethereum network. So basically what that means is if your company wants to start a blockchain or or wants to create a cryptocurrency, it'll be uh, an Ethereum 20 coin, and uh, Amazon will host that for you. What are your thoughts, Andrew? Yeah, I mean, the first thing I think is that, okay, well, Amazon doesn't really pick losers very often. And so nope. if, they're, if they're willing to get into this and they're willing to um, – like, can, can I clarify one thing? Are they allowing yes. people to host a, a blockchain or mining network on AWS, or are they allowing people to, with this service, make their own blockchain? Is it like a It's template? make their own blockchain. So it's okay, a template. Yeah. So they can, they can make their own blockchain and host it on the Amazon server. Okay. So, yeah, a couple two, – two ways I would look at it. One – I can't imagine if they have a template, it's probably not uh, it's probably not going to lose them money, right? If they just have a template, you go on, you pay to use it, that's fair enough. It's just going to be there. The second thing is that if they are pivoting towards this, which they are making this template, um, that tells me that they see a future for, for people to use it in ways that, one, it's not being used now, and two, are innovative. I think Amazon... Yeah really likes to innovate. They also like to consolidate. They like to make uh, things available to people to make life easier, essentially. And if, that, if they see that in blockchain technology, then, I mean, yeah, no, I think it's another indicator of what, the, the, uh, the, at least the background technology is kind of getting mainstreamed in a way that will 
for lack of a better phrase, trickle down. It's going <laughs> to get involved in our lives. Because we've seen trickle down work before. <laughs> um, so Amazon's the biggest company in the world. Like it, it market cap wise, it is the show. This is this is where you want to be. And so with them even mentioning blockchain, right? With them even bringing it to the surface, that is to me just w- probably the biggest announcement we've had in years, right? Like that's I I I, and I know that's a huge statement to make, but this is the company. This is the show. This is. This is the, the, if you had one thing, it's like Google, basically. You know what I mean? Google and Amazon are fighting back and forth for, you know, that's their main competition. And Apple, those top three. And Amazon is now acknowledge, not only acknowledging blockchain, but really making it readily available for their customers. And so, to me, Amazon's the biggest e-commerce site in the world. Everyone has an Amazon account. Everyone uses Amazon to buy things, what's the cryptocurrency going to be? Like, like are they going to make their own? or are, Because it's blockchain. They're going to do it. It's, it's going to happen. They're, and especially with this news for me, it is 100% saying, yep, Amazon is going to pivot towards cryptocurrency. Which, is it going to be Ethereum? Is it going to be Bitcoin? What do, you, what do you think, Andrew? I don't know. I, it seems to me there probably wouldn't be Bitcoin. They probably, I would imagine they would want to make some specs on their own and uh, make it, you know, Amazon coin or something like that. That's okay. kind of the, the way that Jeff Bezos seems to work. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, I agree with you, though. It seems like that's what they're going to do. They're going to make it their own. They, if, you, if you don't have to use fiat, I mean, I, I like dollars in the sense that I like them in my bank account. I don't really like using cash. No, I don't use cash. We can, you use cash? No, I said I don't. I, I think uh, the last time anyone used, used cash was cash. Vietnam. I don't know. Yeah, what the hell is that? Um, I hate cash. Um, it's terrible. And so if this is a fast, I mean, that's what we think, right? It's a faster version of a, of a type of currency that makes the world a lot more connected if used correctly. So, yeah. yeah that's Right yeah, in line cool. with what I would expect. And, and I'm not saying this to piss Jeff Bezos off. And if Jeff Bezos, if you're listening to this, don't take offense. Yeah. Jeff Bezos hates taxes. Mm. Like, he is, a, he is not a fan Why of taxes. Why taxes? No, no, no. He hates taxes because, like, no, he... Of course oh, he okay. Taxes. I was like, like, let me fucking tell you Even why you he like hates taxes, taxes. You hate taxes. Democrats hate fucking taxes. I know. Taxes. Misery. Oh, God. <laughs> but the thing is, is Jeff Bezos hates taxes so much that he has gone to court multiple times. Like, he is, I feel like he lives in court because he really fights the Interstate Commerce Act uh, pretty hard. And he basically has set up his, um, his company out in Seattle and has been creating subsidiaries of Amazon that yeah. don't take a profit, and then putting those in other places. So, and obviously, every state in the United States is taking him to court because they want him to pay taxes because he's doing business in their state, but he's able to just loophole his ass around it. So, yeah, dude. All right, can I just say this? Do it. That is a fascinating legal question, and a legal question that in the history of the country has ebbed down, kind of, if you think of it as a river, and one side is that he has to pay taxes being an at-home, uh, in-jurisdiction uh, uh, company in any given state. It's ebbed down the river to say he's either at home in that state or not at home. And the court, uh, Supreme Court at least, on a federal level, well, they're going to apply state law as well if, if a case would get to them. But um, they would be there on his team right now. So depending really? on who's on the court and the numbers is uh, going to say who's, you know, if you're at home or not. And they're, they're more likely to be on his team right now. So if you look at it from that way, he might be trying to create, you know, some precedent here, some legal precedent. If he's really trying to move down this, um, this tax kind of either loophole or, um, or interpretation that's different than what the states would say. And that's pretty fascinating stuff. So we'll see what goes on with that. Maybe we'll have, maybe, maybe he'll make, uh, maybe he'll make something happen. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, dude, but as soon as he hits crypto, 
it's game over. Yeah, it's over. Right? Yeah, I'm, well, he's going to fuck everyone with crypto because it's it's blockchain. I mean, and especially if it's an anonymous crypto. So that's the thing is like if Amazon Coin yeah. is anonymous, you're yeah, done. I think the moment he hits crypto, you're right. He beats the system. But two moments later, every state <laughs> passes and probably the federal government passes some sort of legislation that creates a scheme for a similar taxation regime. Because we'll I, I, if you're a state, dude, you can't. Well, uh, yeah, you're not going to want to lose Amazon's revenue if you're right. um, a state and you're taking a tax base from them. Yeah, so exactly. Anyway, yeah, we'll see but yeah, so really interesting, uh, taxation, uh, Amazon, crypto, it's a whole thing. Yes. All right, secondly, Binance introduces fiat, yes. and the world goes crazy, and then plot twist, the CEO of Binance is like, no, but it's also not the U.S. dollar. Yeah. Like, psych, we, we are, because they're moving, they're moving to Malta, so they're, they're going to create a basically disruptor for Coinbase, but they're going to be doing it, uh, what most people are speculating is the euro and not the, the U.S. Euro? dollar. Yeah, what are your thoughts? Man, first of all, if you're going to go with the euro, that must, you must have lost in a way because they probably don't want to go with the euro. They probably would have wanted to go with the dollar. I'll say this about Malta. I've been to Malta. Very beautiful. Very beautiful. So good job for Binance going there. Um, and also, I mean, the, 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 why, is the, why are they moving? Like what is, what is pushing them to move? It's got to be regulation, right? Right. I mean, I so they're in China, Malta, right? Malta. Uh, is that right? Yeah, so the, yeah, they're moving out of out of or is China or Korea, one of the two. Anyway, but so they're going to Malta. I think, yeah, it's it's a regulation game. They're going okay. We can be bigger in the space than we are, and we can really uh, consolidate. And yeah, yeah, I think. I mean, I think they will. Yeah, um, I think uh, I think they're they're making moves. They're growing, and and I yeah, think so that's huge for the Japan industry. Japan and China. Right. Yeah, Japan and, and China, China yeah. and they're moving to Malta, and I think that that moving to Malta, I mean, they must have chosen Malta for regulation, and they must think that in Malta they're not going to lose their uh, all their you know the people who are already working with them, people who are already exchanging there, myself included, and they are going to gain a lot, and I bet you they do. Uh, I think it's one of the best exchanges to use in terms of ease, and. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I totally agree. And that's the thing is I, I think that with, with Malta, I think it, it's, you know, very tax friendly. And I think it's also going to create that, that freedom for them to be innovative that they haven't had mm. um, from China. You know what I mean? Like China is dipping their hands in it. If you're going to Malta, man, you're like, I'm just going to do my thing. I, I don't care what happens, right? So I, I think it's great. I think it's going to be great for, for not only Binance. I think it's great gonna, um, for not only Binance, but also for uh, just crypto in general. I think it's going to really encourage innovation. So. Okay, then, then there's a couple more questions, though. First of all, what about the story? Who comes out with these things? Is it, so is it telephone? Is it that Binance said, hey, we're going to do this move, and then somebody else said, hey, Binance is going to do this move, but added something on, and then by the time it gets to Reddit, it's like Binance bought all of France yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and have decided to give it back to the British Empire. You yeah, know what I like, mean? What the, what, yeah, well, I, I mean, don't understand but I think the U.S. dollar, but I think the U.S. dollar would be the obvious choice. So I think, I think everyone was surprised when they said that it wasn't going to be the U.S. dollar. Right. I think, I think that's bold. they say that they're not... Oh, right, so they're still looking into the dollar, just not... Yeah, I mean, it's not... Obviously, okay. it's going to happen eventually. They would be yeah. stupid for it not to happen eventually. But I think there's just a lot that goes into it. I think there, there's more that goes into it. I think, obviously, the legality of it um, with, with the United States government is probably pretty, pretty hairy, and they're trying to move away from that by going to Malta. So, yeah, um, yeah so I mean, then, I think it'll happen. Is it going to untie the market from buying into Bitcoin to get to alts how, and yeah, how much absolutely absolutely I mean that's a pretty common so if you guys are if you if you guys are listening and you're you're curious about kind of reliance on Bitcoin that's a pretty um, common stat that is thrown around 
Uh, and most people in the, in the cryptocurrency industry do not want reliance on Bitcoin. Uh, because I'm sure you guys have seen, if Bitcoin dips, every, the whole market dips, right? If Bitcoin goes down, the whole market goes down. Uh, and, and the reason why is because everyone has to buy into Bitcoin or sell into Bitcoin before they can transfer it to dollars or euros or whatever. And so everything is basically relying on Bitcoin. Uh, so the Bitcoin reliance stat that most people use... Uh, that is basically saying like, oh, the market is 41% reliant on Bitcoin. The market is, you know, it, it's been up to like 60% before. It's been 100%, obviously, like because, you know, there's been only one. Uh, but as, as that number gets lower, they think that it's going to create more independence for altcoins. What do you think, Andrew? Uh, I, think that's, I think that's the manifest destiny of cryptocurrency. You have to get away, if it wants to be what it says it wants to be, it has to get away from reliance on getting into Bitcoin to get to the altcoins. Bitcoin uh, was the starter. It's the innovator. It's the founder of, these, uh, of this industry. But it doesn't do anything really more than that. There's a use case for it to be just this decentralized currency, which it is. But there's not a use case for it that is... Now, that, yeah, that's a big use case, but there's not a use case for it like, I don't know, Something like uh, uh, a Cardano or, or one of the privacy coins where there's a specific thing it's supposed to be used for or, or XRP, a very fast coin, something like that. So, yeah, no, yeah. it seems just standard to me. This is what we want and hopefully it happens. Hopefully Bitcoin doesn't get, you know, completely destroyed. I think there's a place for it. But having 50, 60, 70% of the market doesn't, that doesn't seem great for us because if you're a trader, you pretty much look right now to the price of Bitcoin. If it's rising in general, that's going to mean the other coins are going to follow. If it falls, the other coins are going to follow in general. And I think we'd rather a more open system where you can look at the use of each coin, how good it is, how good their team is and base your assessment of it, of the coin on that rather yeah. than basing your assessment of the coin on where Bitcoin is and the general sentiment in the market and, uh, and what Bitcoin yeah. is going to do. And I think it's funny. It's, I think we've actually changed a little bit um, already because I don't know if you remember, Andrew, in December or our listeners, if you remember in December, but it was like you were looking at your portfolio and you saw Bitcoin start to dip it actually was the opposite. You wanted, like, and it was only a little dip, of course. I mean, I'm talking like a small, like 1% dip or 2% dip. But if Bitcoin was going down, the sentiment was that people were buying into alts. And so you were like, oh shit, like, yeah. let's do it. Let's go. Because in December, no one was getting out of the market. That was the difference. Was in December, no one was getting out of the market. So no one was like, oh, people are taking their money and running. It was like, oh, if Bitcoin's going down, that means people are buying alts. And it was true. And so anytime Bitcoin went down 5%, you're like, oh man, I got to get into alts. I got to, you know, I'm going to throw more into, into Ripple or, or Litecoin or whatever because people are, are moving their money around and we need to move our money around as well. And so that was, that was in December. But now I think because it's not a bull market, when Bitcoin goes down, everything goes down because we're assuming that that person is taking their money out of the market. Right. Exactly. Which is just an interesting, it's just an, I guess there's no real point to that. It's just an interesting cultural change in the last six months. Yeah, no, the hundred percent. Yeah. And I think that, but I think it's always been there and it's been the thing that we want, um, we want to happen. Uh, yeah, totally. Totally. So, yeah, we're moving towards it. Good. Good. Moving towards it. All right. So let's talk about, um, I mean, we, we, we kind of hit on the save droid thing. Um, but ICOs in general, like where, you know, we, we see this once again. There's another ICO scam. This guy was just a freaking idiot and, like, called it and told people about it. But, you know, in China, like, it, just recently in China, there was another one where people lost, like, millions and millions and millions of dollars. Like, how, how do we avoid this? Is this just going to be a common thing for crypto? Is this going to be something that we're, we're going to deal with for the rest of our lives? Or what's, what's going on? I mean, it's, it's a tough one because... The, the idea behind an ICO has to occur. You can't, if you just put a coin onto an exchange, then in effect, that's the ICO. I mean, that's you're offering the coin. And so people are going to buy it and there's going to be a price and it's going to stabilize or go up or go down. 
The problem is that people are assholes. <laughs> people, and, and people are assholes, and that means both the people putting out an ICO and the people investing. Um, I think that the people investing, I mean, you're putting your money into something, you, you take some blame. Some blame is on your shoulders for doing that. And yet, if my money was taken in a fake ICO of something that had a great, you know, people behind it by uh, name and stature and a good idea and they stole my money, I would be, I would blame myself, but I'd also want some retribution. So I, I just don't, there's no way so, around it. Well, but how, how do they do it for stocks? Like, for example, like there's, there's initial stock offerings, ISOs, yeah. like, that, that happen all the time. What's the difference between crypto and, and stocks? I mean, heavy regulation in the sense that yeah. to, get an I, to get an IPO, you have to go through a very uh, extensive SEC process. I've actually been a part of that for a company that is in the process. Um, and a very small part of it, so don't give me that much credit. But um, yeah, yeah. It's, so no, heavy regulation. So, so are we screwed? So, like that's my thing is is and it, and I love this and this is something that I think our podcast really hits on and, and is kind of not the joke of cryptocurrency but there's those people that like hate regulation they're like very anti-regulation yeah. and everyone is anti-regulation until someone steals your fucking money yeah. like everyone is anti-violence until someone fucking punches you in the face exactly. right like stop I, my whole thing is don't be naive. That's my thing. And obviously, the, the, the very heavy regulation, we don't want that either. But you guys have to understand, uh, you know, and especially our listeners, and obviously I'm pretty passionate about this, but there's a middle ground. We, we're, we are very, humans are very binary people. It's either one way or the other, and that's not the case, mm. right? Like, be in the middle. Be like, okay, yeah, some, a little bit of regulation where people can't just scam people, that's probably a good thing. Do we want the U.S. government, you know, controlling and manipulating the price of Bitcoin? No, we don't. So let's, let's find a place in between, and what that is, I don't know, right? Like, I'm, I don't know what I'm talking about. But I do know that, like, it's not one or the other. What do you think, Andrew? All right, I got two points. One, I think the more the industry grows and matures, the less of this we'll see. And one way to get to that less of it we'll see is for some of these people to start catching a prison sentence. And I think they deserve it. You can't scam. It is fraud on its face to scam people out of $50 million and go sit on a beach in Egypt. That, right. um, even though the, the people who, deserve, who put their money into the system deserve blame for putting their money into the system, that doesn't mean this person shouldn't go to prison. True. And they should. You can't. The, the fraud is a crime that, on a societal level, we don't want. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I also don't know what the regulation should be from a government standpoint. I think that a lot of the issue will be fixed if you see people starting to go to prison, getting 10, 15 year sentences, because um, that's what you're going to, I mean, you're probably going to get that for, for fraud of 50 million, maybe even a little bit more. And well, at least in the US. And so I think that fixes some of the problem. I think another part of the problem that's fixed is companies doing companies who are legitimate doing a better job of explaining their use case uh, explaining their proof of concept and then on the other side people investing doing a better job of research of getting a background of the company that type of stuff yeah right now yeah. we're throwing a lot of money at a wall at darts on a wall of 1500 and growing cryptocurrencies the vast majority of which are simply nonsense just based on their name and yep. and still have market cap shout out shout out spank coin but you know what no spank coin is one like compared to the rest of the market spank coin actually has a legit use except for the fact except for verge just connected with verge and so they I might think, as well you just think go they would have chosen like the spank chain <laughs> I know, you know i, know, I don't I know. know i know but, I, I, right. I i saw spank chain. i felt so bad <laughs> I know. I was like, "Oh, you guys, that was you. Yeah, you were, you were, you, you were hitting that off the tee. Let's go." That's all you wanted. Yeah. Um, yeah but yeah, I, I, I think the same thing, man. And I think it's gonna. I, I, I hope that it's something that the market will continue to to grow and mature, and and yeah. uh, you know, less people get scammed. But also, don't be greedy. 
Okay, that's I think that's a huge part of it is these people are looking for these Cinderella coins, but right like these Cinderella coins where it's an ICO and you buy in early for a discounted price and then all of a sudden it shoots 8,000% and you're rich and never have to work again. That's not how life works. I mean, I know that's how crypto works sometimes, but that's not how life works, right? Like, don't be greedy. Don't, don't, it's such a high, high, high risk that if you're going into these ICOs, man, you better expect to get scammed. Like, and sure, you might get scammed on three of them and one of them booms, but just, you know, just make smart choices. Like, don't throw your money in on the hope that you're never going to have to work again. That's my thing. Be a smart investor. 100%. Okay, so, last piece of news, crypto doesn't pass, oh, it's not the last piece of news, because I have a big one after this, but crypto doesn't pass um, the test of what a currency should be, and that's Uh uh, from the New York Fed president. What do you think? So, this is what we got. The current president of the San Francisco Federal Reserve Bank is named John Williams. Let me give you a background. The Federal Reserve, of course, is the the quasi-independent U.S. central bank. Um, and the, it, it is important that it's quasi-independent, and it is important um, that there are 12 constituent banks of the Federal Reserve. This guy is currently the head of the San Francisco branch. He, uh, which, uh, there's nothing actually that important about that, but he is the likely next head of the New York branch of the Federal Reserve. And as a general rule, the New York branch of the Fed is the first among equals of the Federal Reserve. That makes a lot of sense because New York is the financial capital of the world and the person who's going to be in charge of um, of the, probably in charge of the Board of Governors is going to be the Fed, um, the Fed chair at the New York branch. So this guy, this is his quote on cryptocurrency. The setup or institutional arrangement around Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies First of all, they have problems with fraud, problems with money laundering, uh, terror financing. There's lots of problems. The idea of the supply of currency and thinking about currency really belongs more in the sphere of government and central banks. All right, now let me give you a couple. Fuck you, dude. First of all, yeah, you know what? So usually, like, I, I, I don't, I don't have an issue with the Fed. I think it's good that it's quasi-independent. I think there's some very good things about not being a fully free float um, currency regime, which the U.S. is not. The U- U.S. Is, uh, has control over our inflation or our uh, interest rates, etc. And so this is what that guy does. But you motherfucker. And I yeah, say dude. that because how on earth could you not look at the U.S. dollar, I believe 70% of which in terms of uh, paper money is held outside of the country that isn't used for fraud, money laundering, and terror financing. The have you ever idea. seen? Have you ever seen Walter White? Okay, he's, not, he's I mean, like he's laundering money, and yeah. you know, and there's like a chicken thing, and like this whole chicken setup where they're like laundering money through it. Like as ridiculous as it is, and Breaking Bad is an awesome show, and it's a fiction show, but that shit happens all the time let's like if you have the balls to look at cryptocurrency and be like it's used for money laundering fuck you dude yeah. like you're an idiot here's the thing let me because i'm fired up about this and there are a few things clearly that really get me pissed but the thing that bothers me the most is that to say that currency belongs in the sphere of government and central and central banks okay if it's the u.s regime i tend towards agreement with that but the idea that on average Central banks that are connected entirely to the government, which is not the case in the U.S. I said, again, quasi-independent uh, central bank. The idea that that is the answer relative to a free, a free float currency that so far is actually doing the correct job of a free float currency in terms of the way Bitcoin, you know, it's truly supply and demand. You get in there, the price is the price because that's the sentiment of people and the sentiment of the technology behind it. The idea that that's the problem is shocking based on what you see around the world. Zimbabwe's inflation rate, the inflation rates of countries in Central America. Now, the best argument against what I'm saying is probably to look at Argentina, where because they have a free flow uh, uh, currency and inflation rates, one of the issues they see is drastically different price on a literally 10-minute basis. 
So you could have, because they have a free flow of currency in a lot of ways, you could have a price of gum be a dollar, five minutes later the price is $2.20. And that actually happens. That's not great, especially on the federal government level. But when you're looking at Bitcoin, yeah, there's volatility, but the volatility is opt-in. We're opting into it. And the idea that the central bank, which could be not even quasi-independent, like Nicaragua has, has had this happen, for example, fraud is built into the system. And the U.S. dollar is the mode of fraud and money laundering and probably yep. terror financing in the world. I yep. like the dollar, but this is, he's, he can't be right. He well, that's can't my, be right. Oh, well, it's just, so angry. right, it's like the binary thing I was just talking about. Like, you're one way or the other. You know, and, and you feel like you either have to, like, shit on Bitcoin or be a super Bitcoin adopter. Like, why can't you just be like, yeah, there's some good things. Let it, let it try. Let but, it, like, let you're, I just feel like that's such an ignorant statement to say is, like, man, like, I'm going to point out all the faults in the U.S. dollar and then put it on Bitcoin. Like, you're never going to stop that. Any currency ever is going to do that. But my thing is, is, you know, he's saying, like, oh, it doesn't pass the test of what a currency could be. Yeah. But... Like the German mark, for example. Like if you, I don't know if you guys know much history, but like it, after World War One, the German mark, you know, reached crazy, crazy inflation, um, and it ended up being 1.4 trillion German marks equaled one U.S. dollar, and so which is just like obviously madness, right? Like no one has 1.4 trillion marks sitting in their house, so like people were actually physically burning their 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 German marks to keep warm because inflation was so bad in that country. But before that, before World War One, the U.S. absolutely like acknowledged the German mark. There was no, it was it was a well-known currency, and you could buy things in the United States for a German mark and trade it out for U.S. dollars, and it wasn't an issue. So that's my fucking thing: is how can you point at a currency like Bitcoin and be like, that's not a currency? but then not realize like, oh, in the past, we've been wrong. Like we've been fucked by some currencies and, um, you know, like we've seen currencies become so devalued, people are burning it. Or we see such high volatility, like you said, in, in Central and South America. Like how can you be like, oh, those are real currencies and Bitcoin isn't. But I, I just, I just feel like he came in, he came in with like, oh, I hate Bitcoin. And then was like pulling shit out of his ass to try and, to try and back it up. And then to point out that his reasoning is because it can be used for fraud, money laundering, and terror financing, fellas, first of all, you're going to be the chair of the New York Fed, the New York Fed. The idea that money laundering and fraud aren't happening in your office, probably. In your office. Your secretary is pulling shit out, you know, she's like of washing course. the money. and. Of course. Yeah. Now here's, here's another thing. It's not like it's, this inflation issue, I, I have a bill from Serbia, a $500 billion, I, I don't remember the Serbian uh, denomination, but $500 billion Serbian bill. It's not dollars, but, but you know what I mean. Yeah. And this is, you know, 30 years ago is when, is when that bill was in circulation. And it was the, the fault of the federal government and the central bank because they were too connected. And if you take control which this is why I think the U.S. does a good job because it's quasi-independent and the inflation rate, it, there's a, a lot of reasons to say that it is an independent inflation rate. Of course, the, the, um, there are things that the Fed has control of, but the central bank and government connection of currency has generally meant much worse outcomes. Yeah. It, I mean, it, yeah. Not so just where it's, Fed guy, what was his name? John Williams. John Williams, fuck you. And it's just... Do your research. Do your own research, right? He's going to be the, the second most important person in the U.S. federal government in relation to the monetary supply. The second well, most important person is making that argument. And it's that just... That sucks. Yeah, man. Broaden your, broaden your scope. Broaden your scope. Um, clearly a smart guy. I mean, you can't have gone to his levels got to be a PhD in economics, but... And I, I mean, I, gr I granted, we, we make stupid statements, too, and, like, I, I hope... My thing is, is I just hope he comes back and he's like, I'm sorry, Bitcoin, to Satoshi Nakamoto. Like, I'm sorry, you know? And, like, I hope that happens. I hope he, he realizes that that was, you know, uh, of all the statements you could make, that was a dumb one. 
Well, define uh, your terms, man. I mean, to put those three, fraud, money laundering, and terror financing, dude, look in your own backyard. You're look in your wallet. You're the monetary supplier of the U.S. dollar. It's the... the Jackass. Uh, the most yeah, okay, so let's move, let's move on. I know I have to, I have to keep your blood pressure, like, in yeah, check. Um, <laughs> um, we do. We're, we're moving on. We're moving on to, to the Reddit comments of the week. Andrew, you want to share yours? Here's my comment of the week. Comment says, my grandma just asked me about my Bitcoins. Last time it happened, Bitcoin went to 19K. Just saying. And then, but Grandma's the comments, coming in hot. The comments, fine. The comments, all right, whatever. I mean, it's clearly satirical. But the funny thing was, I went into the the um, the subreddit, or pardon me, into the um, the, the the comments. Comment, yeah. And uh, people were saying, well, that actually might be big news because if if your grandmother saw, you know, more mainstream. Uh, media coverage of crypto, then that might bring people into the market. And then if that's the case, that might actually be what precipitates getting back to 19K. And then, but here's the thing. I still, even if it does get to 19K, where's my 250K? I thought right. the next week we were going to be at 250. And no. That's, what, that's yeah. not right? It's not two that's, weeks away? That's, that's not correct. Oh. Damn. Dang. Grandma. I was telling my grandmother to put her, I had her sol- sell her house. Oh, ah. Grandma. <laughs> no, that's but, the thing. Is I, I, I see what he's saying, but my thing is, yeah, is no, you, actually, think it's, I mean, you think it's funny. satirical? I don't. I think this guy's 100% oh, serious. I'm pretty sure he's like, grandma's coming that's in hot. Hilarious. With her social security checks, and those things are going into crypto. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, 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 yeah. But, I mean, I, 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 I get the sentiment, right? Like, I, I understand what he's saying. It's like there's, there's some general adoption going back forward. Yeah. Does it mean it's going to go to 19K? No, like it doesn't. But I would, I would tend to agree. I would say, like, more people are talking about it again as the community starts to get yeah. excited. Yeah, and my point was it's, I mean, essentially as legitimate as – somebody pointing to a graph and saying, when the graph looked like this in 2013, it went up 110% in two hours. And people are going, oh my gosh, what analysis, that's unbelievable. And it's really the same as saying, hey, last time my grandma asked me about crypto, it went up. And the reason for that, the explanatory variable, is that more people were talking about it. That's not not entirely unreasonable. Right, I mean, I think think it's a good thing. I think... Um, yeah, for sure. You know, I think, but I think looking at graphs and, and I, I'm all about the graphs and I, I get that, but I think we're just in a different time. Like we're in a different time where, um, you know, you guys are getting emails based on like, oh, where's, you know, where's Bitcoin at today, you know, type of thing. And, and it's mentioned on the n- mainstream news and, you know, like I said before last episode, like the stock ticker, all that stuff. Like we are in a whole new world of crypto and I think there's no precedent for it. So that's my whole thing. What do you have? What's your right. comment? My comment of the week, uh, what of it, punk? We appreciate you, and I appreciate your comment. He says, crypto goes up, crypto goes down, you stay retarded. And I think that is awesome. I totally agree. I think, um, you know, everyone is like calling, you know, oh, it's, it's going to go up. It's, you know, we're, we're, we're on our way, and they have all these theories, and people are like, it's going down because – like grandma coughed and, you know, might have the black lung. And so she took <laughs> out all of, the, all of her money for Bitcoin. Um, and just having these like ridiculous uh, theories. Uh, but there's no way, to, there's no way to, to judge the market, right? Like we had talked about it last week. Like I had, you know, sold some stuff and put it into Verge because I thought, you know, logically I was like, oh, Verge is going to go up because they have this major partnership and I'm going to buy the dip. And it, it just doesn't work like that. Right. Like there's there's no and that's our whole thing is like we don't know anything. We think the market doesn't know anything. I think it's, um, you know, we it, it's the wild, wild west. Like you have no idea what's going to happen. And so um, what of it, punk? I appreciate your comment and I agree with you completely. You nailed it. I got nothing to add. That was perfect. Boom. Exactly Boom. Right. Mic drop. Mic drop. All right. General ponderings. Uh, so this is something that's been on my mind uh, on the front page of Reddit this morning. Uh, it's Saturday. We're releasing this Sunday. So yesterday um, was this guy, and he was like, "Man, isn't it great? Like checking your profile or your portfolio every ten minutes." And I find myself doing that all the time. You know, I know Andrew's doing the same thing, where we're like constantly checking again. It's getting back to December, where you feel like you're missing out. 
Um, and I, I feel like similar to it, it is becoming similar to like a gambling addiction. What do you like? What do you think, Andrew? Like gambling addiction wise, the corollaries between gambling and crypto. Okay, so I see. I actively try to see in my life all the things I am addicted to. And what I mean by that is I have a, a crazy addictive personality. So I try to find them and go, okay, well, that's the thing I need to work on. So one example, and I think it's very similar to the, um, uh, the way people are addicted to social media. Have you heard of the, um, uh, man, uh, slot machine effect? Do you know what the slot machine effect is? No. Okay, so this is really fascinating. The slot machine effect is the idea that you have a pretty much a timeline on which your brain is predisposed to want the exact same stimulus, right? So when you, when you go into Instagram, I don't have Instagram, but when people go into Instagram and they click and they pull it down to um, get the new pictures, is that right? That's how it works? Yeah, that's that's how okay. Instagram works. So that little wheel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. That little wheel the timing of how that wheel works is actually built into the program. It doesn't, that, that's, that's not a delay because of internet access, that's a delay because of the slot machine effect. And it's a very scientific determination of how long the app should take to maximize your desire to see the content. Wow. And crypto, being a 24 hour a day market, has a very similar effect on people. I believe the app that we use is uh, what Coin CoinStats, right? Yeah. CoinStats has a very similar timeline um, in terms of how often it renews, how often it gives you new information, to the exact timeline of the uh, the slot machine effect. And so, yeah, on its face, it is addicting. Yeah. I think it's addicting because you get it's addicting in a number of ways for recent times, we kind of got screwed because we got into this market when you could throw money at anything. I, I mean, literally it, anything. Literally you anything. were going to make a lot of money. Embercoin. We threw money into Embercoin and we made what a, a thousand percent return in two days. Is that correct? Yeah. 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 And so we're screwed in the long run because if this market ever goes away, we're just going to be like, like throwing like money at nonsense. Shaking yeah. shaking in a corner in like a cardboard <laughs> exactly. box, like rocking exactly. back and forth. Yeah, we got a big win to start with, so we're predisposed to want that big win again. Um, yeah, we do. Yeah, no, it's absolutely addicting. It's absolutely addicting. And I think that it's addicting in the same way as gambling is addicting. And gambling also, I mean, a poker hand, a blackjack hand, fits similar parameters to the slot machine effect. And... Maybe th those games, because they're so old, weren't um, designed based on that effect, but they're designed with the outcome in mind. Same yeah, exact exactly. thing as, as social media. Yeah, and well, you hit that. Point. You hit I mean, that twenty-one. You get that. Yeah, you get that thousand percent. You see your portfolio go green, right? Like it just releases a ton of like great chemicals mm -hmm. into your mind, right? Like it, mm -hmm. it physically gives you a great feeling. And your body wants that back. And so that, I think that's kind of why we're checking our portfolio every 10 minutes, you know, and clicking that refresh button is like, man, we just want that win. We just want that, that big gain. We just want, we want to be right, you know. And so I just, I think it's dangerous. I really do. I think it's dangerous. I think, you know, I, I of course, I am invested in crypto, so I, I don't think it's something that should stop anyone. But I think you do need to do it responsibly. Like there was a guy who, you know, we were we were really bullish on Ripple for a long time, and uh, there was a guy where he literally mortgaged his house and put it all into Ripple, and he posted on Reddit and was like, "I made it! Like I'm able to now pay everything off and like this yeah, huge gain." And everyone was like, "Wow, you're fucking retarded! Yeah, like you're an idiot, dude. Are you kidding me?" That was and one of my favorite comments. The yeah. guy said, um, he said, hey, I mortgaged my house, I put it all into Ripple, and then I sold the next day, and I think he paid off his student loans. Yeah. And the first comment was, congratulations, you're a fucking idiot. And that's yeah. exactly right. Oh. Like, congrats, dude, that's great. I'm pretty stoked for you. The crypto community in those days was a uh -huh. very happy with each other because everybody's making money but good yeah. lord oh, but that's what i mean so that's your entire future 
Oh, that's what I mean. Is like that's that's what I'm talking about. Is like it is gambling. It is an addiction, and you guys have to make sure you're trading responsibly. That's yeah, that's my 100%. that's my general pondering on the day. What's yours, Andrew? My general pondering is an article I read from I think Coin Telegraph, which eh, it's just standard. Who knows? <laughs> um, but they said that based on a, a list serve that they have, and I think it was maybe a decent parameter. That crypto jobs have doubled since the since January first of twenty eighteen. Wow, now that's something that I think is a true indicator. If you think about what we look at in the market, the stock market as indicators, jobs reports are a heavy indicator of where the market is. And I can't imagine why it wouldn't be similar for crypto. Yeah. Um, of course, that could be a lot of this could be new coins coming out, but just the industry in general. If we're if it's doubling in a what now four month period four month yeah that is uh that I think that's, that's something about the future yeah. yeah yeah absolutely and I mean I, Andrew and I are are looking um, to start a, a company as well and and we're integrating yeah. blockchain as well you know what I mean so like I, I think it's you know young entrepreneurs are are really looking at the technology and be like yep that's a really good idea. And so we're we're starting to move towards that. And so yeah, I mean, I I relate on a very personal level because, you know, if you're a blockchain expert out there, hit me up. Uh, she does yeah, an email because we're looking for someone. Um, but yeah, so that's what I mean. Is like I, I think just the technology of blockchain and the security of blockchain is now um, just something that people want. And so I I love that. I love that. You know, that's that's where the industry is trending. Hundred percent. Cool. All right, guys. Well, hey, um, thank you for joining us on this Sunday. We hope that you have a great rest of your weekend. Please make sure to share this uh, with your friends who are interested in crypto. Uh, next week, we have a lot of cool stuff coming your way. Uh, we actually have an interview with a buddy of mine who, who actually mines cryptocurrency, and I have no idea what that actually is or what that entails. So make sure you tune in because I'm going to ask him about like his pickaxe and the whole thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, yeah, come, come make sure you tune in, make sure you share it, make sure you like, make sure you comment. Uh, please hit us up. Uh, Green Visor guys, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook. Uh, Green Visor guys at gmail.com if you have any questions or uh, have any suggestions. But uh, with that, thanks guys. Hope you have a very great weekend. And uh, tune in next Wednesday.